You are unwise to lower your defenses. There is no way of knowing when the dark side may rise up again. During the hours of darkness, the Empire could be refueling for the attack. Will the armored Sentinel transport vehicle be ready to retaliate before it's too late? Will the rebel force be strong enough to deal with the Imperial stormtroopers? Only you can decide with Star Wars toys. Entertainment. I told you already, I'm gonna kill you. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow. That's not how the force works. Very small man can cast a very large shadow. This does put a smile on my face. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. Impressive. Most impressive. You are on the Sith list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 163 of The Sith List. I'm your host, Araj Lashai, and my co-pilot for this weekend's journey through California Adventure. The young, the restless, the bearded one, kind of stubbly bearded. God, your beard grew really quickly. You had like a clean shave a couple days ago. Yeah, I, I, I got to shave it again. The probably, probably by, what is it, by Halloween, I'll probably start growing it back again. I'll I'll restart it, but yeah, yeah, I still got to shave. Your Clark Gable's filling in a little bit. You need to trim that. To I know, like Oscar Isaac's character in Sucker Punch. Oh, a little bit, a little bit. Oh, that's except right. for the Oscar Isaac look. I forgot. Yeah, exactly. You're, just, yeah. But you're not as just greasy. the facial hair, but not the actual yeah, face. Yeah, the facial hair, but not the <laughs> face, not the face, not or, the, or the body. Not right? the body. Yeah, I'm actually trying to help you out. I know. I know. No. 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 Thank you. Not the skin color. Not not the skin color. I'm trying to get him. Yeah. Trying to. We're both Hispanic, though. Thank God. That's true. You do. Yeah. There you go. There it is. Now nailed it. Nailed it. Yeah. The other unbelievably beautiful voice you hear is none other than Crunch Crunch. He was on time because we're starting late this week. And we're going to be starting late every week, so maybe you can be on time now every week, which would be great to have you here early. Mr. Less is... I gotta work, man. I'm sorry if I'm late. Gonzalez. (laughs) The man we call El Hombre. The man who was just caught brushing his hair. I'm going to stop you right there. Uh, Eric was soldering. So, yeah, there we go. Strathers. How manly is it? Like Eric comes on Skype, he was a little bit late, and he goes, "Sorry, guys, I was soldering." I imagine I'm I'm not not into the male species, but yeah, I think I you know I went to like he said earlier, Boner Town a little bit when he said that. (laughs) I I imagine him being Iron Man in the cave, Mm -hmm. you know, just putting just bam, 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 you know, making a suit of armor kind of shit. I wonder if he has a fan blowing and all that hair is just blowing while he's doing it. Well, hopefully, because if not, he's going to solder his own hair. The bad thing, you don't really want to blow on solder joints, so having a fan is tough. You don't want to blow on solder joints. That's the name of this episode. 
if a contractor, <laughs> HVAC or something, comes to your house and he's yes. like soldering a pipe, and the first thing he does as soon as he takes the heat away is blows on it, get you a new contractor. That's right. <laughs> if a contractor is blowing on anything, get you a new contractor. Shoddy workmanship right there. <laughs> well, they think it cools it off, and all it does is make you, make the joint. That's what they say right. in the beginning. Anyway, go ahead. It's going to cool off, but then you're stuck, and you're in, in a little oh, predicament. Oh, no. The man that I call King Lear. The man who's the king of all pods, <laughs> Mr. E- Mr. Eric, <laughs> Mr. Mr. Eric, Eric is Tom. Tom Mr. Tom Chansky, how you doing, King Tom? Are, are you sure you're okay doing it this late? Are we past your bedtime? Oh, you you know what it is? It's a mixture of coffee, if you guys can see, and beer. I've done this before, and That's it's not disgusting. a good combination. It is disgusting, but it makes me live. Just, just boy, just makes me live. Wow, <laughs> wow, <laughs> makes me live. That's a statement. This is this all I need right here. <laughs> yeah, damn, life has gone down fast. <laughs> Children, <laughs> children, yes. Have kids, everybody. Beer and coffee at the same time. This is what it makes you do. Have kids. Oh, Look at that shit. Beer, here. coffee, kids, one in each hand. That's right. That's right. Yeah, Eric, how are you doing? I'm just gonna start with you, man. I am great. That's how I am. You look very happy. So there today. you go. <laughs> it's it's a it's a conscious decision, you know. It's one of those things. It's like, man, oh man, things are. I'm busy, but you know what? I'm happy nonetheless. It's ten thirty over there, and you're fucking busy soldering. That's all I have to say. Yep. Life is good. Life I is good. Out of party. I did have a pretty rad gig though, so oh, let's you know, talk that's it. always fun. Let's talk about your gig. Well, it was a 90-minute drive both ways, and I got home at 3 in the morning and had to get up at 6 in the morning to go to work. So it was party time, man. That was how my gig went. Oh, man. We played in this town, man, where there's like some there's some odd people there. And the, there's this girl. She was there the last time we played at this place. It's been several months ago. And she got kicked out. Because for whatever reason, she thinks it's hilarious to like bend over at the waist and like back up, back her butt up against some other chick's butt. And she ended up knocking this girl almost all the way down and spilled her drink and stuff. Oh, and then no. she just couldn't catch a hint. Dude, here she comes straight up to the stage trying to talk to the singer while he's in the middle of speaking. And he does this thing. He handles it so well. He just puts his hand down like towards her face and keeps talking over here. And then we start a song. <laughs> Dude, she is... The whole reason that gigging is hard. Is is this the same girl that you said that comes to all your venues no matter where it is? Just no. Like, oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> no, not, not her. Okay. Oh. I want, if I ever do see you guys, I want to have her in the audience. Absolutely. I want to be next to her. She's <laughs> rocking out. So, so, so Struthers, oh you know, throw the horns has groupies. My God. Yeah, they do. That's awesome. That's, she's a Wait, so was it was this the second time she got <laughs> she's a groper out actually. of one of your shows? Was this the second time she's gotten thrown out of one of your shows? She did not get thrown out this time. Oh, okay. she came up and was acting like a butthole. And Joe comes over to me and he's like, "Dude, it's a girl. It's a girl." He's hiding behind me so he can't. She can't see him talking about her. It's like, oh my god, I know. Trust me, I see her crazy eyes. Okay, well. she called me Sebastian when we were leaving. <laughs> That's a good one, Sebastian Bach. Just Sebastian, and she hit me. And then she hit Sebastian Bach from Skid Row. I can see that, man. He had long blonde hair, rocked out. Past my prime, real bitchy. Yep, that's me. (laughs) That's Sebastian Bach. (laughs) All the members of my band can't stand me. Yep. Oh, lordy, lordy, lord. All right. Well, I'm glad you had a good gig. Except for that. Except for everything about it. Everything about it. (laughs) Mr. Chansky, king of all pods. 
How the hell are you? I am fantastic. I know nothing about, you know, metalworking or woodworking, but I'm, I'm fantastic. Well, I don't know how woodworking came up. Well, metalworking we have- just <laughs> no. to go along with craftsmanship. It. Yeah. Let's just say, let's just craftsmanship, say that yes. there it is. Craftsmanship. I could do some. I could do some magic with some, you know, Elmer's glue and popsicle sticks. There you go. But well, other than that, I got nothing. If we were talking about cocksmiths, Les could chime in really well because he's a master cocksmith. Les, how you doing, buddy? I'm slinging it, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. That was great. I'm just slinging it. No, very good job. Great response. Yeah, picking that back up. That was very good. There was yeah, there was a chance there, and you took it. Actually, I'm actually doing really well. I finally, uh, after some searching and being just a little short, I was able to get my hands on probably the hottest comic book line coming out right now. I got a few of the uh, House of X and Powers of X. Oh, I'm only missing. Issues two from both series, and I'm on track for issue six. Now, House of X, you've been looking for that forever. Uh, yeah, I thought I, I didn't think it was going to be as hot as it was. Not, not that it. Don't get me wrong, people. Don't not that it's not hot. Me. Don't no. come for me, but every store I went to was sold the bleep out, like all the time. Every week that it came out, I'd get in there and I'd be like, "Just sold the last one. Sorry, just sold the last one." And I'm like, oh, damn. Well, we got some X Men news about but, that. Um, two. Big characters, but I got very lucky that one place that I went to near work today. They were like, "We got it all. It's all over here." And she went and walked me through it all. was was very very enlightening. So it takes some good comics for you to be happy. Boo. Uh, I'm doing good. My my phone took a massive shit today, but uh, it's the worst, isn't it? I'm doing good. Yeah, yeah. All my phone is is a is a clock. Is a clock now. Yeah, so you're so carrying a tablet. I'm I'm carrying my tablet currently to to communicate with people. Yes, yeah. Only over Wi-Fi though, which is which is very fun. That's the worst. Yeah. But besides that, I'm doing good. Good, good. So I, some, ooh, that's I got to wow. go to my first uh, road trip with the baby. Oh, that's cool. right. Yeah, we went to San Diego to Del Mar. I went to a music festival, and uh, we brought your mom and dad with us, and they babysat at night while we went and partied and watched and rocked out. And came back. It was great. It was fantastic. Did you take him into the festival? Did you put the whole earmuff I didn't, thing? I didn't, but family member, we went with your one of your uh, family members, cousins, Vanessa yes. and Ryan. Mm-hmm. Fantastic time with them. Hi. They brought their child, mm-hmm. Joshua, and he wore a shirt that said DMB show number one. This is his first day of Matthew's band show. And he was the star of the festival. He must have taken a thousand pictures with people. He was the cutest little thing rocking out of DMB. I love I love the I love the kids that have the the the, the earmuff things. He had on. those. Yeah, they're those. the funniest thing in the world. Yeah. The kids just like yeah, uh, dude. He was you're feeling vibrations yes. dancing. You're still dude. You're still dude. So we had a good time. But I'm glad to be here. I'm glad to be with you, fine gentlemen. I think we should get into uh, the week in geek. What do you guys think? You guys ready? Sure, man. Absolutely. Yep. Let's do this. We are proud members of the Mickey Star Wars Podcast Network. Tune into podcasts like Now This is Podcasting, Blue Harvest, Steel Wars, Rogue One, Podcast 2187, First Order Transmission, The Cargo Hold, Kessel Run Radio, Fingered by Randy and Jason, Tattoo and Sons, and Around the Galaxy, a Star Wars fan podcast. You can find us on social media at all the different platforms, Facebook, Twitter. We'll talk about all that stuff later. Check out thesithless.net and check out Public for some cool shirts. We have some shirts out there. Uh, I wore a Sithless Mickey Mouse, what is this, inspired shirt to Galaxy's Edge today. I went for lunch. And, and Bob Iger and, told you to take somebody, that shit off. <laughs> yeah, I was worried about that. But somebody goes, hey, where'd you get that shirt? I go, oh, it's a, it's a podcast that I listen to. They're awesome. You should check them out. That's <laughs> nice. You give them a sticker too. <laughs> no, I didn't give them a sticker. I do have them in my wallet though. <laughs> yeah, and that's the shenanigans for the week. So we can get into the box office. And this comes from boxofficemojo.com. It was a mixed bag 
of a weekend for Warner Brothers, which saw it too deliver a stronghold and retain the weekend's number one spot at the box office. But their new release, The Goldfinch, which has been on every commercial mm-hmm. on YouTube TV mm-hmm. for the last month and a half, mm-hmm. dude. I feel like I've seen the movie. Yeah. Ugh. There's some well, the sure. commercials didn't help because it bombed, delivering one of the worst openings ever for a wide, re- wide release. Alternatively, STX Films' Hustlers exploded out of the gates with the studio's largest opening in its five-year history, as well as star Jennifer Lopez's largest live-action opening of all time. Now, this is the movie, when we saw the trailers, we thought it was going to be garbage, because usually movies about strippers don't do well, right? Showgirls, well, well, striptease. Don't well, do well. Oh, in, Magic in, Mike did really well. In which respect. Yeah. I guess that had schlong in it. This one has been getting rave reviews, and... It is certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. I think it has like 91%. Oscar buzz. Oscar buzz for Jennifer Lopez. Exactly. Go check it out, people. So we got it, 40 million. Hustlers, 33 million. Angel has fallen, 4.4. Just holding on to that third spot. Oh, my goodness. Angel isn't falling out of the top three. (laughs) Angel hasn't completely fallen yet. Not yet. Not yet. So that is your box. Has anybody seen any movies or anything? It was kind kind of a weak weekend. No? Nobody? No. Eric, really? Okay. I know. I'm sure you're shocked. I think it's time for a little Star Wars news. Check this out. And I think this is pretty exciting news. We saw a, what I would consider a fairly strong rumor that there's going to be a solo related spinoff coming to Disney plus no other details really as far as like how many episodes how many seasons but then i see people who maybe are in the know saying that it's going to be a crimson dawn series what regardless we're talking about something carrying over from solo 2 or from solo instead of a solo 2 i guess is what i'm really trying to say and i for one think that that is fantastic because Solo is one of my kids' favorite movies. Not when I say my kid, I don't mean plural. My son loves that movie. And any opportunity you could have to bring some of those characters back, especially, I would love to see Emphis Nest. Anything that you can put Emphis Nest in on screen, let's make that happen. 100% agreed. So what do you think they could do with this thing, man? What would you like to see them do? Uh, Obviously, we'd like to see Maul involved. If if Crimson Dawn's going to be involved and Emphis Ness could be the hero of the show. It'd be great to have cameos of Lando and cameos of Han and Chewie. I mean, they could do anything they really want with this. I mean, they have Alden under contract for three films. So they can act like these are the films and they can put them in here and there. Do, Do we get Donald Glover also? I don't see why we wouldn't. If Diego Luna and Pascal and all these big A-listers are doing... Well, I think all the A-listers are doing all kinds of streaming stuff, so this mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah, you're right. Exactly. I think it's a, it's a, it sounds like it's going to be more about Kira and Maul and the Underworld type stuff than Solo and Lando. And yeah. I'd like Solo and Lando, but I have this theory that I've been putting together in my head where the emperor is actually the puppet master behind Maul because at his, in his, in Maul's last appearance in the clone war, Sidious tells him something like, I have plans for you. And in other places, it said that the emperor is behind some of the crime so that the empire can use the military to crack down on that crime. Uh So I think it would be cool to see something where here's this organization that's trying to, 
pave its way in the world of organized crime, but it also has this kind of shadow over it pulling the strings. I don't know what you do oh, with no. that. I'm, I'm just trying to think, can Obi-Wan make an appearance? I don't know why not. I mean... Yeah, and the yeah. time frame would work, right? Well, because well, you know, the crime syndicates end up having some sort of relationships with each other, whether combative or cooperative, and Jabba the Hutt's on Tatooine, which yeah. is where Obi-Wan right. should be. Right. So I, I would imagine you could tie it all up together. How cool would it and be? And we know like Han is going there. Yeah, and how cool would it be for the last episode to introduce Ewan back as Obi-Wan going into the next series, mm. and they all tie in together. That, I mean, that would be kind of cool. Do I would, we get I would more um, Infis Nest? Yeah, that's what, that's what Eric wants. And I, I would love to see the, that damn amazing Marauder. <laughs> she's, I, I still think she could be in the Cassian series. Yeah, that. Yeah, yes, I agree. Absolutely. That too. That too. Would she be older if she's in the Cassian yeah, series? Yeah, she would be older. Yeah, just mm-hmm. six years older. By the time they make this thing, yeah, she'll be right on, mm. right on target. What do you think, Boo, about this whole thing? Right on Tarkin. Stay on Tarkin. Stay on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I think it is. I think anything that we can get, anything show wise out of out of Disney Plus, I'm I'm down for. And yeah, so yeah, I, I think with them pushing, they're saying aspects of Solo, but they're pushing the Mall and the Crimson Dawn thing. I think King Tom is right where they are going to go with the crime portion. What I would like to see is, you know, maybe how involved or maybe detrimental crime is to the resistance things like that you know see see how much that they actually you know you know going after the uh what you might call it the um coaxial well, actually got you guys should all thank me i got a bunch of it today on galaxy's edge great that's awesome the, the good ga- job the galaxy will be fine for now the galaxy the, yeah, yeah, yeah it'll be fueled for a while yes uh yeah so so i, I would like to see how detrimental or involved or you know things you know particular things that they take away from you know certain aspects well this is why this happened in the movies because of what this crime syndicate did mm-hmm. or things like that or or this was successful because the crime syndicate was suppressed yeah. at at this point in time you know that kind of thing i would like to see a be able to connect things very easily or or be like oh shit that's what happened that's why they made this, this decision or you know like uh episode eight when they're running out of fuel trying to evade well why don't they why don't they have a ton of fuel well because the crime syndicate over here right. took a ton of that yeah, stuff like they're that suppressing all that exactly exactly so, so so actually have real real connections into what the hell is going on in the movies that's what i'd like to see you know all these shows that are coming out and we get I, i'm starting to think that it might be better for us as diehard Star Wars fans to get these instead of movies. I would, yeah, I, I, 100%. Not, not that I much prefer them, but though, if, if this means I get more content, yeah, that's, and it, and it happens that's, that's faster, yeah, it happens faster, and it's not as like solo, solo is the reason why that they're going to slow down on the, on the, uh, on the on the was it the non anthology movies is because of solo with shows they can pump out anything they want it's a hell of a lot cheaper hell of a lot easier you know things like that so they they'll do more of that just because it's on its face just simple and easier which I'm completely down for King Tom you look disgruntled I, disgruntled with that oh, suggestion I just don't want it to come at the expense of the movies I still want a big movie every year or every other year and I know that's not what you're saying I, I want yeah. all the shows we can get. But I also want the big movies. Right, me too. I, I love the big movies. And it's going to suck that we're not going to have a big movie, especially during Celebration. But imagine mm-hmm. having panels for Cassian, for Mandalorian Season 2, for Obi-Wan. Several, And yeah. now for Crimson Dawn. Mm-hmm. How great would mm-hmm. that be? 
Oh my god, that, I'm getting excited. I'm just going to Boner Town again. Yeah, it's a town that I don't want any of you guys to visit. Yeah, yeah, it's just it's population you. <laughs> yes, just me. Well, <laughs> easy now. Sorry, easy now. Forgot that you were the brother. Yeah, easy now. <laughs> well, well, with a, with, well, with, well, with a visitor. How about that? We'll just say with a visitor. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. Yeah. So I love this, and I'm, I'm and it sounds like we all love this idea. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think you can go wrong. I know we want to make solo two happen, and I would love to see that, but. If we're not going to force them to do that, which is obviously we don't have that much power, this would be the next best thing. And hopefully somehow, some way we get some kind of cameos by people that we know and love characters that we know and love. But the good news for me is that I wouldn't have to leave my house, which seems to be a problem <laughs> for me anyway. So of course I will, I will figure it out for a star Wars movie, but plenty anyhow. of underwear time for me. Oh, Anyhow, God. oh yeah, that, you know that I Come could live on. without that. that oh uh, yeah, we all could. Uh, <laughs> Plenty. Of, I, I just tried to get just, you going just, with the Oscar Isaac thing, and now you're just killing everybody. That's right. Man. Damn right. Don't do it, dude. Come on. So on a <laughs> on a sideline here, King Tom, and I want to know what you think about this. Here's a headline for you: Biggest Leia and Padme plot hole has been fixed before the rise of Skywalker. Dun dun dun, dun and it is all. Related to a graphic novel. Okay. Let me see if I can find the name of it. <laughs> Aha. Star Wars Adventures Annual 2019. And there's a story where Brea, which is Jimmy Smith's wife, <laughs> Bail Organa's wife. <laughs> Jimmy Smith. Jimmy Smith's wife. Wow, that's a Star Wars name. That's a coincidence. His his wife's same name as the one in the movie. (laughs) It's his pimp pimp name. Uh, (laughs) But anyway, it's a story where Leia is out in this garden, and she sees a statue of Padme. And Brea tells her, that's your real mom. She loved you more than I did, but too bad for you. She didn't say that. (laughs) That's not what she said. Thanks, Dad. She... She says that she, her, she tells her that it's her mom. And so is, is this how now we can go all the way around the circle and explain <laughs> why in Return of the Jedi, Leia says that she remembers her mom, that, but just kind of like in flashes and that she seems sad. So, and she was beautiful, right? Or something like that. Yeah. She was very beautiful. Yeah. The Adventures line, that's kind of more of a, it's not supposed to be canon. It's these more fun stories for kids. Really? Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, well, it's not, you know. I didn't think they were putting having, anything that wasn't canon out. Well, th- these are more, these are kind of, I think they're supposed to be like the Freemaker adventures, but in comic book form. Ah. Those types of things. I got to talk to they Malik. Are, I told him the wrong. He's going to be pissed at his levels of canon. This he's going to be really upset you. right now. Yeah. <laughs> That's an all right explanation. We kind of got one earlier this year in the Padme book, Queen Shadow. Yeah. Where at the very, you know, the, the whole book is about how Padme has these, the body doubles, the decoys, and they, they don't just look like her, but they think like her. They act like her. They are very close to her. And one of them, the main one, I don't remember which one because there are like 10 of them, but one of them at, at the end of the Clone Wars, and I apologize because I'm about to spoil the end of this book. It's whoever Kira Knightley played. It was that one. Yes, Sorbet, that one. Sorbet, Sorbet, something. Orange Sorbet. 
Salame. Um, <laughs> she, she, she knows the rebellion is starting, so she contacts Bail Organa, and she volunteers to go to Alderaan to work with the Organas. And I think that she knows Padme was pregnant and Bail has the child. So my interpretation of that was that Leia picked that whole I briefly knew my mother thing up from her time around Kiera Knightley's character. Mm. Hmm. Or, or, or she watched Love Actually a shit ton of times. <laughs> Sabe. <laughs> Sabe. Sabe, isn't that an Italian? Uh, Wasabe. Oh, no, no, that's Saboro. Wasabe. That's Saboro. Sake. <laughs> Sake. This podcast has gone south. Yeah, that's really I mean, it started <laughs> off south. We say yeah. that it's, every it's week. It's the beer and coffee. <laughs> it's the beer it's and beer coffee. coffee. Did they change the Leia Luke scene on Endor for the special editions? Because I always thought Leia said a little bit more or another line or two that they got rid of. But then again, I could just be totally I don't think so. smoking crack, whatever. I don't <laughs> think they did. <laughs> I, I, damn, because I've watched the I've watched the despecialized edition several times and the the Blu-ray edition, and I'm pretty sure it's exactly the same. She just says she died when I was very young. What do you remember? Just images, really, feelings. Tell me. <sighs> she was very beautiful, kind, but sad. Yeah. The other thing, though, is if I don't think it, if Leia can sense Kylo in the womb and can sense his personality, maybe Leia could sense Padme when she was in the womb. Oh, outside the womb. That's interesting. But why would yeah. she have been sad? Oh, well, yeah, I got you. Yeah, I think I know why. <laughs> yeah. She, she I, was losing the will to live. I got you. And her husband's a serial killer yeah. and a monster. Yeah. Just a, maybe ma- she had a, a mass murderer. Hold on. Yeah. I got it. Maybe the statue, killer, but... she had a sad face. The entire time. She was like, you know, I made a sad face. Yeah, I was about to say, how does that face go? Yeah, for, for the listeners. Yeah. You guys can all see it yeah. with your ears. <laughs> there it is. He actually made the face. All right, continue on. <laughs> Eric's waiting for this debacle to end. Please, gentlemen, go ahead and lead us. Oh, no. <laughs> I guess for me, man, the plot hole. The major plot hole. Oh, yeah. I, so it's not that huge. It's not that big of a deal. It's not. It really is to me. Because here's the thing, man. I have memories from when I was a kid that, quite honestly, I suspect that they're what I'm really remembering is seeing photographs of it mm-hmm. later when I was mm-hmm. also still very young, and I can't differentiate in my mind whether or not I'm remembering seeing pictures of it or I'm remembering the event. What a great point. I have the same exact memories. Like the memories that I have are pictures. Of Eric's pictures? That's weird. <laughs> the memories that I have are pictures of me when I was a child. I don't really have that many memories of me like at a really young age, except for looking at pictures and I go, oh yeah, I remember that. Or like remember flowers around where I was at or the balcony I was on. Or I never thought of it that way. Yeah, that, that could solve the entire plot hole right there. Leia remembers seeing be- amazing, beautiful pictures of Queen Amidala, for God's sakes. I mean, you know, to me, honestly, with everything that we could be speculating about in Star Wars right now, and that is the one, the, the one thing I feel like now we finally got that settled and I can rest easy. 
It's like, yep, nailed it. Yeah, they need to focus on Obi-Wan and R2. That's what they need to do. Oh my gosh, dude. I know I've joked about this before on other pods, but I'm telling you, if you watch The Phantom Menace through Revenge of the Sith first, you've never seen A New Hope, and then you watch A New Hope, with all that in mind, when you see what Alec Guinness does, it's very easy to explain. Because you look at his face and you see what he does with his eyes, and it's very much like, you little blue asshole. <laughs> <laughs> what, did, what did you tell him? We, you knew the score. Seriously. That's, you can, I bet you that almost anybody who, who did see him in that order, if nobody else told him oh, to think otherwise, okay. that's what they'd be thinking about the faces he makes and what he does with his eyes. And he's like, I don't seem to recall ever owning a droid. It's kind of almost like the, we're just friends. Seriously, that's all. <laughs> all right, you know, all right. That may or may that's, not be my that's child. That's interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I never, I never got to watch it in that order. Obviously, so, yeah, maybe that w- would change it. That's cool. Yeah, man. As far as news goes, I don't really have anything. I will tell you guys this, and I know we've mentioned it several weeks in a row now, but there are some crazy spoilers out there. Oh my goodness if, gracious! If you don't want to see them. You're probably going to really need to do your due diligence. <laughs> so far on Twitter, everybody's been relatively cool about not just blurting them out everywhere, but just just be aware that they're out there. Oh, so, yeah. And you can, go to M- you. you can go to Make Star Wars on net. They have them all just waiting for you to read. And I, I saw somebody had, allegedly, not them, not Make Star Wars on net, so I don't believe it. They had the entire like plot line they've pieced together. That was me. Was it you? Yeah. No wonder. <laughs> no wonder it ended really badly. Yes. Yeah, exactly. a lot of blowing up and shit. I, <laughs> I know that it wasn't you because they the heroes didn't stop for tacos multiple times. During, <laughs> no, that's in the that's in the deleted scenes. They wouldn't let me leave that oh. in there. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Brian Brian Kasdan's like, no, no, we can't do that. Well there's so, yeah, there's there's not a lot of news, Eric. I, I, no. I hear that that's where we're talking about Padme and Leia. Yeah. I know that we don't we don't really talk about collecting a lot here, but you guys know mm-hmm. that I'm I'm into it. And yeah. as we're getting close to Triple Force Friday, which Alice of Force Toast mentioned, you know, her birthday is the fourth of <laughs> October, I think. The yes. the stores are starting to clearance out the last few things that they have in the way. And uh just as a public service announcement, I wanted to tell so and I'm talking like Target took some stuff and it went from being normal price to 50% off clearance oh, in the span of an hour. So yeah, I, if you're, if there's been any big ticket items that you've been wishing you could get, go swing by a target and see if it's one of the things that got cut down hard. 50%. I got the, uh, uh, the solo Lego millennium Falcon set. It was 170 oh. bucks. Cool. I went in at eighty five dollars. Oh shit! Um, yeah. Wow. Well, now, now, now you have piqued my interest. I, think I have that one, but I, I that's what I was wondering. Oh, you have that one? Yeah, because I was wondering. I was like, because usually Legos never, ever go on sale. Maximum like twenty percent, and that's if you're you're know somebody who knows somebody kind of shit. So wow, that's actually a pretty good deal. That's like if you have the Tomorrow Disney Tomorrowland movie Lego set. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's only clearance if is when you get the really killer Lego deals. Yeah, I've got some pretty pretty rad Star Wars sets on clearance. The BB-8 where he's on the um, the ATST in oh, the Last yeah. Jedi, where the 
the top's oh, ripped yeah. off and he's driving he's it. shooting shit. I got yeah. two of those. I want to yeah. get like an X-Wing or something to put here in the studio. I'd be bitching. That'd be really cool. And from a news perspective, I will say this. I haven't seen a lot of places announcing that they're going to be doing like the midnight openings and that sort of thing. Uh, you know, it was a kind of a big deal with The Last Jedi. I remember somebody we know went in a giant ass porg at Force Friday. And I don't know if like the target that I went to where my buddy Lucas won that same giant porg. I don't know if they're doing anything or not, but the the cruel reality is <laughs> whatever. The cruel reality is is that we. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, guys. Boo Boo was sleeping. Were so you I, really sleeping? No. no. What the bleep? No. Boo had his eyes. <laughs> Boo, Boo had his eyes closed with his mouth open. I, I switched the camera so King Tom and Eric could see. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, no, that's proceed. that's his. I'm bored of hearing this. <laughs> no. Sports Friday talk. I don't know what <laughs> but, that was. But, but anyway, what I'm trying to say is, I don't know that there are a lot of places doing the big midnight opening. I don't know if they're still in a position where they feel like they're going to move that much merchandise and it's going to generate that much buzz. Have you waited ever in a midnight opening for uh, for Force Friday at all? I, I did for the last Jedi one. Hey, can I ask a really nope. stupid question here? Why is it Triple sure. Force Friday? It's Triple Force Friday. Uh, well, I mean, you can look at it from two crazy reasons. One is that it's like the third saga movie to get a Force Friday. Oh, got it. Since Disney took over. But but it's also because it's it's covering... Episode nine, The Mandalorian, and Jedi Fallen Order. Oh, got it. Toys okay. from each one of those got things. You. Very cool. And I saw some of the toys that they're going to release, and they look pretty amazing. Here's a question I have. Here's a comment I have, and then a question. Comment I have is, I've been looking at all these, you know, these cinema blends and these, these comicbook.coms and Esquire. I know Eric's a big fan of Esquire. Um, been looking at these publications, and I see every day why galaxy's edge has gone to shit why it's a terrible financial disaster blah blah blah. i was there today on a wednesday at 12 o'clock the smugglers run was an hour wait to get in there was a shit ton of people i couldn't get into the bar which is a good thing because i had to go back to work and that wouldn't have been good (laughs) i couldn't get into the bar because there's so many people in line trying to get in the bar it was packed in at disneyland so for you for people out there they're doing just fine (laughs) don't be worried about Disney trying to like ixnay on the galaxy's edge and then getting rid of it because it's a financial disaster. It is not. It does not look like a financial disaster, especially today. Well, and here's the deal, man. Anybody that even slightly understands how business works is what they do is they don't say, oh, God, this didn't work out. We need to pull the plug. They're like, oh, God, we spent millions upon millions of dollars putting this together. We need to figure out how to get people in here. Mm -hmm. That's what they do. They and and they will and they, they have will. it's it's yeah. just you know I mean here's the deal I, I if you know what it's funny I was going to say who's talking about this but now that you mention it somebody actually mentioned it to me and I think it was like my mom or somebody mm-hmm. random like that well I heard that blah 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 well you know what mom I heard that dad doesn't love you anymore <laughs> but, where is this where did that come from that no awful. I'm just kidding but 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 it's 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 it's, they, all the stories attendance has been down park wide yeah not, it's not fucking just expensive at, yeah, it, yeah it has been yeah so, I, but today i don't know what was going on today but today it was packed the whole park was packed no and and then the and then the thing is uh thing about it is is that it's something where you can 
you know how much money they can they spent on it. That's great. But you can't quantify how much money they've made off of it because it's in a, a part of the park. Although they do sell merchandise and things like that, and they have numbers of people going in and out of a particular area, there's no real way to quantify how much money they've made purely from Galaxy's Edge, you know, apart from the merchandise. So is it is it the most packed part of the park? No, because it's fucking... We say that three times. No, I'm just going to embarrass myself. No, because it's fucking Disneyland. It's the happiest place on earth. A lot of people don't like Star Wars, but they love the rest of Disneyland. You know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, the you know, the the fact that it's not, you know, a, a giant sardine can of people and it's not a three-hour wait for Smuggler's Run or something like that doesn't doesn't mean that it's a, a failure. It's That's inter- just crazy. It's interesting. People complain when it, it is a three-hour, four-hour wait, like Cars Land or Cars Ride was like oh. a three-hour wait. It's a great ride. I love that ride. Yeah, My favorite ride. ride. But when it's short and it's fast and quick and get in and out, people are still complaining. Was it still an hour for... Single right? No, no, no. Oh, okay. I was going to say that. My God. Then, then no. I would have said then the place was yeah. fucking jam-packed. Yeah. No, no, it was not. So, yeah, there you have it. And they have a really cool thing. If you're coming down here to Disneyland, make sure you go to the Space Mountain because it's Hyperspace Mountain. It's all Star Wars theme, which is great. The way it should be. Space Mountain's fun, but Hyperspace Mountain oh, is so great. 10 times better. So great. It should always be Hyperspace But right Mountain. before you go there, they have a film where Captain Neo used to be called Path of the Jedi. Yeah, it's and, bitching. And, and some of you guys obviously have seen it. Maybe it's on YouTube or not. But being in that auditorium, auditorium where Captain Neo used to be with the lasers and the smoke, it's so cool. The entire thing, you get goosebumps. It's about 15 minutes long. Explains everything about Star Wars. And it's got the best musical pieces that John Williams has done. It's got the best visuals. It's, it's brilliant. It's really good. So if you're coming down here to Disneyland, definitely don't just go to Galaxy's Edge and just stay there for eight hours. Go to Hyperspace Mountain and definitely go to that. Path it's, to and also, it's it's a nice like 15, 20 minute break just to oh, sit down for a little bit. The air so conditioning great. is bitching in there, which is wonderful. So yeah, so if you the kids are the kids are killing you or something like that, and you're like, let's sit down and watch this. Yeah, because there's watch a lot of parents. For 20 minutes. There's yeah. a lot of parents that didn't give a shit about Star Wars. They just needed a break. <laughs> exactly. They were in there just exactly. Chilling. So I, I when I sat in there, I was like, sweet Star Wars, AC, and an awesome chair. Fuck, this got me written all over it. Yeah, bitching. No, fantastic. How are you using words like bitchin'? What's wrong with bitchin'? No, no, nothing's wrong with bitchin'. We no, I'm saying we're, just, we're interested you're, in how you're the millennial yeah. who doesn't know much about anything. Yeah, bitch like, damn. Okay, Lester. <laughs> damn, Lester. You said at the start of the show that you're trying to pick me up with we're, Oscar Isaac. You don't know shit about shit. Use when we were damn. Kids. And here you are dropping that. Well, I'm trying to communicate with you time. older folk here. Oh, oh okay. I'm trying to speak your guys' language. All right, shit. I don't know shit about shit, huh? I tried to. You don't remember you shit you anymore, huh? In your hold, huh? cool, bro. <laughs> you don't know shit about shit. He literally said that. Fuck. Well, that's what Lester said to me. Yeah, you don't know anything about anything. It's the green eyes. Well, go ahead. While we're talking about kids and not knowing anything, damn. This week on the Bad Motivators, our friend Matthew Thurban, also known as Turbo, Turbo. sent a voicemail that had this little tidbit in it, and I tell you what, it sort of rocked my world. His son, who I want to say is not quite a teenager, I don't think, he's watching, Turbo was ripping on him for watching videos of kids playing video games. (laughs) Why don't you just play the video games? And he goes... You listen to podcasts where people talk about Star Wars. Why don't you just watch them? <laughs> Touche. Touche. <laughs> the Marcus Zorro right there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, that's From great. From the mouths of babes, man. Yeah. Touche. 
Well, thank you, Eric, for guiding us through this non. Thank you, buddy. Yeah. Raj. Yeah. I'm happy to do it. I'm happy to do it. Reboots and remakes. It looks like we're going back to Bayside. On Tuesday, several sources confirmed that NBC Universal will release a new TV sequel centered on Save by the Bell. Here's a synopsis. Are you guys waiting for this? Oh, God. Now listen to this synopsis, which is remarkable. The new straight-to-series comedy explores what happens when California Governor Zach Morris Say what? gets into hot water for closing too many low-income high schools and proposes the affected students be sent to the highest performing schools in the state, including Bayside High. The influx of new students gives the overprivileged Bayside kids a much needed and hilarious dose of reality. <laughs> you rich people will be with those poor people. Lopez and Berkeley will return to play their beloved characters, AC Slater and Jesse Spano, respectively, in what sources say are new roles as parents. That's enough for me. Wow. I will, I will say, wow. for me. Today, I read right before we came on, that what's his name uh, what's his real name gosler or mark paul gosler thank you yeah. he said that they haven't contacted him about it at all but that doesn't mean that it's not going through nbc universal had a bunch of news about all kinds of different new streaming shows that are coming out on peacock is that what it's called that's yes. what the streaming service it's is called, called peacock. peacock yeah <laughs> i'm i'm part of peacock i have a peacock yep that's what they're going to call it. So this is reboots and remakes. What do you think? I'm going to go with King Tom because King Tom has been quiet listening to this debauchery for a while. Mm. King Tom, were you a fan of the Bayside High student body? I I was. It was more a type of thing where it was on TV when I got home from school, so I watched it. Who'd you have a crush on out of the three? Probably Lisa. Me too, bro. Me too. I don't, something's going on. I like Tootie and I like Lisa. Hmm. I yeah. like Beyonce. Don't tell, don't tell your sister. <laughs> Something's going on. Yeah, I was a Lisa fan too. Plus, she's Jason Voorhees' sister. Oh gosh, go ahead, King Tom, please. I don't. I don't know that. Uh, I I want to see it remade. I did. I do remember about a year or so ago. I I read some fan theory that said that um, Saved by the Bell was supposed to be Zach Morris's. Uh, it was his pre-death fantasy or something where the character from Good Morning, Miss Bliss. Does anyone remember that show? Yes. No. That's the, sp- the Saved by the Bell is a spinoff of that, isn't it? Yeah. It, originally, the show was Good Morning, Miss Bliss. It was about this teacher. And Haley Zach Mills. and Screech were students of hers. And it took place in like Indianapolis or something. And then <laughs> after two seasons or so, the show becomes Saved by the Bell. It becomes about Zach. And Zach becomes like the forgive the term, but the Mary Sue of the world. So someone said like Z- teenage Zach was committing suicide and say the years of saved by the bell were the characters fantasies. And it was this fascinating theory. Wow. I, I never and I'd, I'd rather, I'd rather reread that than see an adult Zach as governor of California, moving students from one school to the next. Right. This, uh, it, this, this is off the wall. This sounds crazy to me. Just crazy. Mm-hmm. No, but key question. I, I understand a lot of people love Saved by the Bell, and I get that. 
do you guys want it remade? Is it is no, there absolutely is not. there is there that no. much of a yeah that's that's what I'm wondering. There is that much of a pop culture phenomenon. I, really? I, I, okay. Over this last year, I went to a pop up restaurant that was Saved by the Bell, and it was fantastic. I had huh. a great time, but. I don't want to see these guys anymore. Mm-mm. See, but but the interesting thing is, is that I'm sure Saved by the Bell had some some deep moments and stuff like that. No, this I seems didn't. like a no. Okay, never mind. No, no, not at all. A little bit of you know, a little bit of friends yeah, fighting, they, a little bit of things like, like this, like after, after school special bullshit. Yeah, you feel yeah, but here and there, there was always yeah. comedy. Oh, okay, well that's fine. Yeah. But this seems really deep and dark like this is this is actual right, like that's what I this is actual real problems this doesn't seem like a you know a, a you know a, a, a peppy show i'm like fuck this this seems like it would be something that would be like a real show something you'd play on like nbc at eight o'clock you know this is us kind of shit where well, this, real things this is happening no, no this is peacock it. buddy different kind of no, style that's right? funny <laughs> this is peacock. This, that's funny this completely seems like oh well now we got it it seems like some kind of weird call for integration of some type like it's time to push this. Uh, it's odd. Great white savior. I'm sorry, I close your schools down, but let's Ooh. move you into this thing. And it, this point. is just out of. This is not anywhere near. Where Where are you going to find the comedy in this? I mean, that's what I'm wondering. You this might as well just do a comedy dark. or do something where Zach has to teach at a school in the hood or something like that. I mean, if you're going to go there, you might as well just do that instead of put this dude as the governor. And uh, no. No, there's there's other ways. Yeah, it just seems to, odd. Other ways to do this thing. If anything, Jesse Spano's character would end up being governor of California, if not president of the United States. We've hit a all all time. No, low. they, I was they would. I just they went and got get a beer. The, I'm sorry, Keith. I just went and got a beer, and I hit an all time low thinking about that. We're talking about this on my way back. Go ahead, Keith. <laughs> I was going to say the the her uh, teenage amphetamine use would come out, and I don't. I think that would disqualify her from being oh, governor. That's true. Right. That's true. She was on Adderall. She has some, ska- she has like some that, skeletons. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. She sure does. And she made showgirls. Yeah, they're all done. <laughs> We're done. Well. <laughs> So let's move on to the next reboot. And this one might be really cool. And I think you're going to get excited about this. This is from IMDb. Battlestar Galactica is getting another reboot. This time at NBC Universal's upcoming streaming service, Peacock. The company (laughs) unveiled its streaming plans on Tuesday with one of the several major announcements being another reboot of the space opera from UCP and Homecoming and Mr. Robot's creator, Sam Esmael. I know you're a big fan of the Battlestar Galactica. I loved the old school show back in the day. I I watched... A majority of the new stuff. And I heard it's great. It is. Uh, I don't know what they're going to do. If they're going to go in a different direction or explore some other type of uh, mythology or, or something like that. But we'll see what they plan to do. Yeah, I'm pretty interested in this. I have what? some Battlestar Galactica pops. Apollo and... Bad, Battlestar Basketball? Basketball Galactica. <laughs> Fuck off, both of you. Go ahead. <laughs> Hey, what do you like, Les? Night life, baby! She says! Oh, shit. I like the night life, baby! That's my favorite part. Let's go! Alright, guys. So, our music minute is dedicated to the very progressive band back in the late 70s, early 80s, mid 80s, and even a little bit into the 90s. The Cars. 
Rick Ocasek, unfortunately, passed away. So this is kind of our Music Minute moment of sound. We're going to talk about the cars. We're going to talk about Rick Ocasek, or some people say Rick Ocasek, his influence on other bands because it's not just cars that he had a huge influence, obviously, but he produced a lot of great albums. So let's talk. I'm going to go to the musician extraordinaire, Mr. Eric Struthers. I wasn't a huge Cars fan, and I feel kind of bad about it now. I listened to a lot of their songs on the way to home tonight, and I was like, oh my God, their greatest hits has 12 or 13 grade A great songs. So Eric Struthers, what do you think about the Cars? I always liked the Cars, man. Whenever I was young and playing in cover bands, like in my late teens, early 20s, we would almost always have some cars tunes in there. And it was what was great about them is they had a really unique pop sensibility. They were great musicians. And like the guitar solo style of at the time was so different than basically everything else you were hearing because everything else you were hearing was either like 80 shred or it's like shred related or real kind of progressive music theory filled things like uh i just died in your arms tonight by the cutting crew Mm. fantastic song when you think about that guitar solo and it's the sort of kind of thing you would hear like from mike and the mechanics so then you take the cars and the guitar solos are their country style guitar Oh, wow. It is. Yeah, all the the guitar solos are very country-esque, which is really cool, man. And as a rock guitar player, I was stymied by the approach to the guitar because that's not how I played. So it was an interesting challenge to figure out these songs. That's, That's interesting. I always remembered them being different because the 80s came by and we had the new wave you had the Depeche Modes, the New Orders, you had the Joy Division, you know, and then you had the, you know, poppy stuff. And then they were like in between. They weren't fully New Wave, yeah, but they were New Wave enough. But- Very talented man, though. King Tom, I'm going to go with you because I know one of your favorite band of all time was very influenced by the Cars. Yep. So much so yeah. that he produced three of their albums, correct? The Cars were something that, you know, Rivers did say, Rivers Cuomo lead singer of Weezer. He wrote most, pretty much all their songs. He did say they were an influence, but it really wasn't until they started shipping out tapes for their first out al- demo tapes for their first album. And they had a bit of a rougher sound. Rick cleaned them up. He changed the pickups they played off of. And, and, and he produced the Weezer from 2004, the blue album. And then their either second or third comeback album, uh, 2014's everything will be all right in the end. So he worked with the band in, really three different eras and these are three great sounding totally different albums mm-hmm. and it's just you know oh yeah a lot of it is weezer but it's what he brought out of them and he also produced no doubts yes. albums and he also produced bad religion albums so he was all mm-hmm. over the map he worked with all kinds of different artists and just a very very talented man and and uh unfortunately he passed away this weekend but his music lives on with the cars and other bands that we all listen to, which uh, that's why I want to do the music minute. I know Les, you had a music minute and I love your music minute that you had in yeah, mind. That's cool. We get, well, we get we'll, it later. We'll, yeah. we'll do it next week. Uh-huh. Uh, so I just want to dedicate it to Mr. Okasik. 
All right, we have an email from OG Rob, and I think uh-huh. Les, let's let's read this. All right, let's do it. <clears throat> just wanted to say farewell. Uh, just wanted to say farewell to a couple of acts from the eighties. Eddie Money and Rick Lukasik of the Cars. Ah, Eddie Money. That's right. Mm-hmm. Eddie was a rock and roll survivor who managed to parlay a couple of hits onto a, into a 40-year performing career. The Cars helped usher in the synthesizer new wave sound back in the day and were a staple of early MTV. That's where I knew them from. Me too. Personally. Me too. I actually forgot how many chart hits they had until I looked it up. <laughs> of course, those of us from the 80s will never forget the Phoebe Kate scene from Fast Times set to moving in stereo. Oh, that's, I didn't think about that. Ah, I knew I was listening to Moving in Stereo, the greatest hits today. Moving in Stereo yeah. was the song. I was like, where have I heard this song? It's not that familiar, but it's from that scene, the iconic Phoebe Kate scene. Yeah. Rest in peace, fellas. Mm. Haven't had the chance to see It Chapter 2, but after the non-spoiler review, I'm looking forward to checking it out. Also looking forward to Doctor Sleep, the sequel to The Shining, which comes out in November. The cast is great, and I just finished the book, so curious to see how it's presented. Are you guys interested in this? Yeah, we've been all over it, Rob. Uh, been busy with the start of the school to the school year, so I haven't had the time to weigh in on the great discussions the last few episodes. But I've been listening intently. Keep up the good work, OG Rob. Thanks, OG Rob. Yeah, we are really into Doctor Sleep. Cannot wait. The last trailer looked amazing, and going back to the Overlook just uh, gets me very, very interested in this thing. And that's the major difference between the book and the trailer. There was no Overlook left mm-hmm. after the book. So yeah, very, very excited and. That's right, Eddie Money. Eddie Money uh, had a long career and, and a big s- moment of sound for Eddie Money, man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks, OG Rob. Really appreciate it, buddy. Here's a question for you guys. Scheming the Hollywood Reporter for some show notes. According to a recent poll done by THR, the poll found that 59% of Americans believe that one to three trailers in the theater before a movie is ideal. While the preferences vary by age group across the board, the majority of those surveyed prefer one to three trailers as opposed to four to six or seven to nine. Then now, this is something. I am a big fan of trailers. Nine trailers? Well, we've definitely seen six. Yes, we've I, 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 seen I know six, maybe seven. Four, for but sure. Yeah. Nine? I'm a huge fan. So much Fuck. so it gets me in trouble sometimes with your sister and my wife because I want to get in the theater early so I can... Yep do the trailer she doesn't give a shit so she'll say <laughs> go inside get your seat watch your damn trailers i'll get the popcorn blah blah blah. watch your damn trailers watch your damn trailers go, go, go sit down like a kid mm-hmm. go sit down but i want to get your guys take are you guys that involved in trailers like i want to see even though i've seen the la- um the rise of skywalker a thousand times on all kinds of different platforms i want to see it in the trailer every single time What's your take on this? Uh, you know, that's interesting because a lot of the trailers that I watch or I see for the first time are on YouTube. There are, there are specific channels and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, great. That movie looks interesting. I want to see it. It sounds shitty, but I don't necessarily need to see the Goldfinch trailer in theaters. You know, that, that kind of thing. You know, I'll see it on YouTube. I think a lot of movies like that that aren't you know, you know, the rise of Skywalker that knee, I I saw it for the first time. Uh, well in, in a different space, but there's a difference between seeing it in the movie theater, in the seats, the proper sound, the screen. Mm-hmm. That's that's where I need to see a trailer like that. Or for Endgame, Infinity war. So you're saying for big budget has superhero to be a movie and science fiction movies trailer. Yeah, absolutely. has to be in the theater. Put that in, in, in there. But there are certain movies that don't need to be in there. It's it's shitty to say. I get it. I get it. But yeah, I I don't feel like they're 
necessarily need to be in the theaters for that. So my my number problem, yeah, I'd be down for six if the, you know, like if it's for like Endgame where I'm there, you know, an hour before or something like that, just sitting down, and I want to see everything that they want to put out because with those big movies where everybody's going to see it, they want to put out all the trailers, all the new ones. So the most I can get out of that, yeah, six is six is fine, six or seven. But let's say I'm I'm going to go see. I don't know, fuck it, the gold finch. I don't need six trailers for that. Yeah, got it. Got it. Okay, okay. I kind of see what you're saying. I, I think that if it's a movie that's past two hours, you should only get three trailers. Ooh, if it's that's an hour point. and 30, hour, 40 minute, you can give me the four or five trailers. I don't give a shit. As long as you don't put me six hours and then put me into it three, which was two hours and 40 minutes. Or it two, I'm sorry, which was two hours and 40 minutes. You know what I mean? That's what I think. I would pay a premium to not see any trailers. It oh, would be rad if the movie started when it started. Yeah, I know. That way, I didn't have to get there and burn up 45 minutes before I saw minute one of a three-hour movie. That would be the greatest. You know, that's interesting because back in the day when we were... I mean, I'm talking to Boo, by the way. When there was no YouTube or internet or streaming service... The, the trailers were a huge deal. Right? That's the only way you knew about movies. Right. And, it, and to see a Star Wars trailer or anything, or Batman or anything, was a huge deal. Now that we see everything a thousand times before we go to the theater, Eric's got a good point on that one. Funny enough, funny enough, when I was a kid, a lot of the times, the only way, you know, because my dad would take me to movies, the only way that he would be like, oh, let's go see this movie, he'd read it in the paper. He'd read the review. He still does that. Yeah, he still he does. He still does that. I know that, but but that was be like, let's go see this movie this weekend. I'm like, all right, cool, let's go. So it's it's funny you talk about that, yeah, because my dad would do that. I'd be like, great. And then later on, I'm like, let's go see this. I saw a trailer for it on YouTube. That's, yeah, that's how it is. That's how it was. That's how it was. King Tom, what's your take on these trailers? Uh, I like your idea. The longer the movie, the fewer the trailers there should yeah, be. I am, I am very much in favor of fewer trailers, especially for movies that I have to take my kids to. Got it. Because sometimes, like, if I if I want to go take them to see Spider Man Far From Home or even Spider Verse, well, <laughs> uh, no, not like Spider Verse. There was a a movie about a kid falling through ice, mm. and the, the trailer, you know, it wasn't the yeah, type I of see. trailer I wanted my kids to see. Um, and there, like, I think Joker was playing before. Far from home, which I can understand for that audience, and I'm able to you know, tell my daughter to close her eyes. She'll do that. I take my son out. I just, I don't. I I want fewer trailers because I take my kids, and not only, not only is there a chance they might see something they shouldn't see, but it's tough to get them to sit through a movie as it is sometimes. Yeah, and they have to wait for trailer after trailer after trailer. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm okay with trailers. I'm just not cool with the uh, what is it, the student film. Oh, I'm so glad. <laughs> All for Coca-Cola I and stuff so like that. I'm so glad you brought this up. That's what because I'm not cool with. I, I'm okay with... Uh, that's the next J.J. Abrams. No, like, they're Come not. on. I like all the trailers. I like the idea of, you know, maybe if the movie is longer than fewer trailers. I like trying to... I agree with King Tom. Maybe match the trailer with the movie and don't, like, stick all kinds of stuff that's in there. That's true. That's true. You know, if you're going to see Coco or, like you said, Spider-Verse, maybe the Joker shouldn't be... You yeah, know, maybe I, that shouldn't be that. there. You know, I like agree with that. or you know, it chapter two. You know, some a trailer for something <laughs> scary shouldn't be there. But yeah, the whole <laughs> hi, I'm Carlos, and this is Les. And this is our student movie. Oh, that's the worst. That, that just kills me. Like I'm like, guys, we just sat through. I haven't seen one good one of those yet. <laughs> I've just sat through 
20 minutes of You've trailers that have pumped me up. And no. here we go with this concession I, I stand. Shit on this. It is basically go to the concession stand. That's <laughs> all it is. Well, yeah, because it's sponsored I'm by Coca Cola. Yeah. yeah, honestly, yeah. I'm just sick of that. No, th- yeah, no, but that's the, the reason why I like those because you, you hit it right, you know, the nail on the head. Uh, uh, because you talk shit about him. Nobody cares about him. See, everybody talks to him. There was one, there's one where like this girl, she goes up to the, to the, uh, concession stand oh, and she gets one. the soda. He marries and, a dude. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Yeah. And, <laughs> she and has flash fantasies of the guy. That yes. Yes. And, and the guy oh. next to her is like, he's like, I'm so fucked. He's like, I'm, I'm out. I'm done. And then she walks off with him. I'm like, she bangs, she bangs the concession guy after the fucking movie. <laughs> I'm like, this okay, is now, awful. You're just saying they need to actually make a film based on that is what the guys should do. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that would but be no, but that's, that's the best part about those. You talk shit about them. They're fucking hilarious. Cause I was like, there's more to this. I saw that shit. I'm like, come on now. Project shit light. Don't yeah. do it. <laughs> shit light. That's all. Well, let's move on. We have a voicemail from our boy, Rick. Two weeks in a row, back-to-back voicemails. Nice. Let's listen to cool. what our boy, Rick, said. Hey, guys. It's Rick here. Sunday morning. Um, you guys were talking about Journey last week. I got a story for you concerning some Journey. I, uh, at one time, I used to DJ in a gentleman's club. Uh, outside of Chicago, and nice. we had uh, one of our dancers at the time picked her song, and she picked Journeys uh, with open arms to play. And we had a patron in the uh, in the establishment at the time at the club who walked up to her at the stage to to give her a tip, uh, and he immediately left. She came to me in the DJ booth afterwards, showing me a $100 bill that the guy gave her. She said that the man walked up to her and said, while this Journey song was playing, he said, I've made a terrible mistake. I love my wife. <laughs> gave her $100 and walked out. So oh, you can have that uh, etched into your memories uh, with that song because that's where it is for me. Anyway, guys, uh, you guys can, can mull over that for a little bit. Thanks for a great show every week. So with that, guys, we'll talk to you soon. May that force be with you. That's awesome. So, I, I got so many questions. Yeah, me too. <laughs> yeah, that is awesome. Thank you, Rick. That's fantastic, by the Was way. Was this one of the gentlemen's clubs where you could for sure get some additional services <laughs> in the back? I Yeah, this is interesting. Maybe that song brought back a memory or it was their that's wedding their song. song. Was their wedding song. That's their song. He's, he's like, like, holy fuck. Shit. Fuck. Yeah. Maybe he was what? going to go in the back in the champagne room, Eric. And maybe he was going to do that. I'm going to tell you something. If I went oh. to a strip club, right? If let's say those events happened to me and I came home and I said, Amanda, look, we need to talk. I went to a strip club and then I instantly felt bad about it, and I gave this chick $100. She's Here's so the pissed. one part of the story she'd be mad about, the $100. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> everything else she'd be like, and? And then? And then what? And then? Oh, yeah, dude, that would be the one part where she would lose her mind. You know what I don't understand about strip clubs is when they have, like, the lunch special. Like, they have, like... I've heard food at strip clubs is pretty good. Okay, I've heard that the food is good, but... Who wants to have like going to Boner Town and eating a burger and chowing down on meat at the same time? What's like, the I've difference? Never got that. What's the difference between that and going to Hooters? Yeah, I'm not big into Hooters either. Well, because Hooters, they're not <laughs> putting their 
shenanigans. Oh, come my on. Face. They're not putting their shenanigans in not, my face. Not directly, but the in, the insinuation is there. They're covered up, but it's blatant. Right. Okay. But it's blatant. But I'm, yeah. I'm not a big Hooters guy, but I'm, I don't get being there with your buddy chowing down on some hot dogs and some burgers we've gone to tilted killed yes we've gone to tilted killed tilted killed's food is actually pretty good they're, it is, and, it they're, is and good. their beer selection is pretty but they're nice. not dancing around no no, no no but but it's just like it's just like with hooters the insinuation is there the 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 short skirts and then the tied up shirts and mm. you know the you know all the, i don't know i just i don't i never got that dude would would you go to a strip club for lunch no 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 like, does it make sense no I, I would rather go somewhere else to eat but if if there's like food there you know the, bu- the buffet is open guys well fuck i'm gonna have some... go to a buffet at a strip I'm club i'm gonna do that i would uh, yeah I'd no be way oh because they they still have to get an a they still have to get an a you know they're still they're still scrutinized by the state it still has to be clean food yeah you know, get your mashed potatoes, huh? Yeah. While you're watching, watching sapphire with extra, on the pole with extra gravy. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, sweet Jesus. So well, it's not just a big buffet with the glass shield, except the glass shield is all the way down, and you can't even touch the food. You can only look at it. <laughs> <laughs> well done, well done. It's around well pervert row right there too. Oh, yeah. Well done. Oh. <laughs> Thanks, Rick. That was awesome, man. I really. That was fantastic. And thank you for uh, two weeks in a row, man. Yeah. Appreciate it, buddy. Now, let's get into some comic book TV movie news. Mm. Joe Russo talks a little Spidey. I wanted to talk about this because obviously King Tom's a huge Spider-Man fan and he got really depressed when Sony took over again. Meh. Russo, while speaking to the Toronto Sun, had this to say. It was tenuous, fraught union throughout the whole process. But I will say, stepping back and trying to be objective as possible, that I think it's a tragic mistake <laughs> on Sony's part Damn. to think that I didn't think that sentence was going to go that way. To think that they can replicate Kevin's penchant for telling incredible stories and the amazing success he has had over the years. I think it's a big mistake. So, wow. Mm. I know we came out and said, give it a shot. Well, uh, Joe Russo doesn't think so. Well, that's interesting because he was on the inside. You know, he knows he knows the true dealings, how much meddling there was or wasn't, well, things like that. Sense, it was tenuous and fraught. Yeah, so that's uh, that's that's very that's new to me. That's very telling. Yeah. yeah. So, so it's like one of those like yeesh. So but it's it, let me let me try to spin this tenuous and fraught. I get that throughout the entire process. That means that Sony was involved. They care. They know how important this thing is. So hopefully Hopefully they've changed the way they think, the way they do things, and that'll we'll see a, a a better product in the end because of their, I guess, dedication or they they know how important it is. I'm hoping. I'm trying to turn this around. Yeah, but Sony positive spin on this. Yeah, but Sony's Sony's track record is not hot. So I don't know. But that's yeah, that is very that's not that's not very good. That's very unsettling. Yeah, yeah this is very unsettling. Fuck. King Tom. What do you think about this uh, this little statement by Joe Russo? I think it's a bit of a home team statement, but I don't mm-hmm. think it's entirely inaccurate. Um, I think, like like Boo was saying, they Sony doesn't have the story t- the the overall long term storytelling chops that the Marvel side of things does, and they're looking to make money off of the Spider-Man property. Obviously Marvel is too, but Marvel doesn't mind playing a longer game. And that's part of what Feige being part of the MCU brings to the whole Spider-Man movie series. 
So right. I think Sony's just going to, going to be looking at its future movies in terms of one movie at a time. And what what he's getting at is it's probably not the best for the series overall. Gotcha. Yeah, I, I agree. I kind of agree with him. But I'm not going to just shit on Sony's new version. If they have all the players in place and the actors, directors, the writers, mm-hmm. I got no problems with it. I think they can yeah. turn this. I, can, I think they can make good, a good product out of it. Let's hope. Let's hope. Let's, crossing fingers. Now, I do want to talk about this because we have two of the biggest X-Men fans in the universe with us tonight. Professor X and Magneto Rumors. And this is an interesting one. I think the internet's going to explode. Full Circle Cinema recently drew upon Kevin Fige's comments about diversity and reported that according to a source, according to a source that is unnamed, obviously, Marvel may cast people of color as Professor X and Magneto. Predictably, longtime fans of the characters are divided on the consideration. Many took to the Twitter to voice their approval. Of course they did, because that's what they do. Or disapproval of the possibility. We will start with some of the... Okay, let me get rid of that. Uh, Disapproval of the possibility. So, this is interesting. Because we're all about diversity. I'm all about diversity in all fandom. But these are two very, very iconic, historic characters. Les, I'm going to go with you. Would you be okay with this? Short answer, no. Interesting. Long answer, no. Interesting. Uh, In all honesty, I I understand. uh, Now, like most comic characters, there's what the origin is and how it was dropped right then and there to make comics right away. And then as the years go by, you start uh, getting a little bit more. So from what I understand, and King Tong can help possibly back me up, I get that if you take the philosophies of Professor X and Magneto, they're supposed to be loosely based upon the philosophies of Martin Luther King and Malcolm X. That's what it developed into, yeah. Exactly. That's what it developed into. And that's just people going... Oh, mutants is an allegory for race in the first place. And look at the two guys that more than likely here in America personified the fight for equal rights or, you know what I mean? equal and civil rights right away. These two guys. Now, Magneto was given much more as a character himself. And he has a very, very unique perspective as a quote villain. Being a Holocaust survivor puts you in a different perspective. Yes. You know what I mean? It puts you in a different category. So I love that part. Okay. I love that fact that, you know, he's seen the reason why he's so militant is he's seen the very, very, very base depths of evil in humanity, evil, hatred, bigotry, all of it. So he's, mm-hmm. he's, he's seen it at its core. So for him, he's like, I will never trust humankind we should always be ready to take our place as the superior. If they are going to do it and if they're going to enforce this and they killed my mother, my father, my grandmother, my family based on superiority in the races, then mutants are superior. Got it. So there's the mutant, there's the militant angle. Uh, Xavier's whole thing about the dream and then it turns into the dream. And then like we said, it develops into Martin Luther King's dream. And it's like, and they're always clashing because that would make him 
you know, more of a sympath a sympathizer and oh well they're not that bad. We could we should be able to live with them. That's great. Those things are all there. But I don't know if, I, in some cases you're probably just doing a little too much or being a bit extra if you think, oh let's go ahead and cast people of color in this role in these roles and let's like we're gonna push new grounds and we're being pro- progressive when in actuality you already have it. So what you're saying is that the theory and the story is based on diversity. When yes. you think about it, yeah, you don't it need totally to, is. You don't yeah. need to change and, and that's all, their diversity because the storyline has nothing but in essence, that essence. Is, yeah. No, yeah. And, and, it, and, it, and it goes further down. There's all kinds of things. There's the colorism, which you know stands for passable. Like uh, people of people of color, the lighter you are, the better you're treated. Or right. the better, you know, the more close to the Eurocentric standards you in all society are accepted in all societies. If you're Asian, if you're yeah. Hispanic, you know, if you're if you if you're Hispanic mm-hmm. and you're more indigenous looking, yep, you we, get nope. Keep that dude away from. Keep that it. Indio away from my kids. We you see know? it every day, like that. We see it every day. We work with that. But if you're a weto or a weta, mm-hmm. hey, it's okay. Where do, oh you you must be pure Spanish. Oh look at that. That's great. <laughs> right. You know. Black people, it's the same thing with people of African descent. Oh, shut up, light skin. You just you just think you're better than us because you're lighter than us, mm-hmm. you know? And it's always going to be that case. In in X-Men, it's one of those things where if your mutant ability alters your physical appearance, you know, you're ostracized. But if you still look gorgeous like Jean Grey or Bobby Drake and don't change, you're passable and everything's A-OK, you know? It's it's all good. And there's still... there's issues with that i mean wolverine and beast had a full-blown claw and tooth fight over it because beasts like i don't like how i look and wolverine's like yeah but you're a mutant you know you're you're a leader for our equality how dare you still harbor those feelings and they just went they actually fought it out like blood fight so it keep it just keep it that way let's just roll with that for now give us a good story with professor x and magneto that we need how about we just do that first and then you can do whatever you want to later on great take how about you king tom good job Les. yeah yeah i think i don't really know that i have that much of a different opinion than Les. i think that the holocaust survivor makes is it being a a holocaust survivor is a huge part of magneto's story especially as it relates to human mutant relations charles part of his character in the comics is that he has that upper crust upbringing who's, mm-hmm. you know, his stepfather worked on the atomic program, but was also abusive towards him. That's really what his character is. The, <laughs> the, wow. the, the one thing, not that, that I want to get away from any of that, but I, I do wonder and I think this is this is a question or a, a way to look at comic book movies as a whole. These characters were, were conceived of in the 60s. I believe Magneto wasn't made a Holocaust survivor until the early 80s. We're moving further and further away from that, where to have mm-hmm. someone in the movie and say they were a Holocaust survivor, if you were to cast them today, they would have to be in their 80s to 90s. Well, Same true. thing with someone whose father worked on the Atomic Program. So... I think that's an important part of those characters, but how do you maintain that in a movie made in the 2020s? Mm. That actually, you know, that's a good point. That's a great point. And I, 
I'm not. I'm not saying totally ignore it. But I'm the just whole, saying I'm not but, smart but enough King, to know the answer right now. But King Tom, <laughs> isn't the whole storyline of the X Men about exactly what pretty much you guys are just talking about? About being segregated and not being looked down upon, looked down upon, not feeling equal to the next human, and you're a mutant and you're not the same. You're not equal. The storyline presents itself as th- that entire basis. Right? I mean, now, now, okay, so here's what I, I will, will say. Now, if they want to maybe allude to Professor X and Magneto and then have the leadership take be some other people of color, there's plenty of room for that. That's what I'm saying. There's plenty of room Got for it. that. Uh, but if they want to, it's just going to be... I think you just need to tell a good story first and i i really really i you know what i'll be honest with you guys i would love to see the leaders of mutant kind be be of african descent or of latin descent or asian descent and know that it would be great for me but i understand oh of, of, of middle eastern descent. thank you last you know? and and we'll include the, oh, come on don't you do that <laughs> <laughs> everybody but you uh, no but fine you know in in all honesty yes that that's something i would love to see but i just think there's some you know it, there's a way to do it i think that if you just say okay look this is the kid we're carrying on the dream of professor x and it's in yeah, you good know point. storm good or bishop or uh shard or, or anyone you know of color or forge is leading one side and then you have on the other side if you want to bring someone else in as a leader of magneto's side then understood okay you know and if you want to do flashbacks and just show those guys as they were mentoring and all that stuff that's great i just don't know if you want to be flat out just completely drop two other people in there and go oh yeah this is charles xavier and this (laughs) is eric lingshire yeah you know, which is, right. it, you know, it could be done. There are some they Germans could. that are of African descent. There are some Dutch people. There's some Europeans over there. You could drop, you know, a, a name on them and there it is. So it, it'll it work. But I mean, I just think that maybe we shouldn't jump straight into being progressive on this one. And I'm, I may sound weird. I'm, I, I know what I'm trying to say. It's just coming out weird. You know what I feel like? I feel like Kevin Fige, I think he... Season. You feel like you you feel like Kevin Fisher. <laughs> you need, say, you need wow. a hat for that, buddy. Yeah, I put a hat on. And, oh, yeah. <laughs> no, um, what I'm saying is, I feel like that he thinks when he sees these trolls and these assholes and these bigots and these fuck faces that are on Twitter mm-hmm. talk shit, that he yeah. goes, you know what, fuck fa- fuckers, here you go, suck on this, suck on this, and I'll make it work. You yeah, know what exactly. I mean? I'll, I'll make it work. I'll make a billion dollars out of it. A billion dollars. That's I mean, that's how I feel that. That, that he is the, looking uh, at it. No, okay. The Fiji flex. Yeah. And, and you know what? Flex. It's fine. Like, because if you, it, some of the parallels are actually there. Uh, Malcolm X, uh, Nation of Islam, very, very militant, very exclusionary. You know, they were just like, nobody else can come in here. This is only for black people, you know. But once Malcolm went and saw true Islam, and figured out, hey, wait a minute, Islam's for everybody. Like, Islam is not exclusionary. This is something else. I mean, Magneto has done that, too. He's gone back and forth. He's flip-flopped and said, okay, Charles, I'll give your dream a chance. You know, 
Now, I will say, I don't know if Martin Luther King is like King Tom said, you know, he's an upper crust kind of guy, but, you know, the peaceful, nonviolent, let's work together, let's stand together, you know, holding hands across the continent and around the world. Yeah, the parallels are there. The, the basis is there. I mean, we'll see what they do. Either way, I'm going to see it. I can't wait. The fact that they're talking about this is a, is a long damn time coming, in all honesty. Man. Yeah. At least we're talking about it. They got him back. That's all I'm... Uh, they got him back. They got him they back. They got him back. And that's, that's the bottom line right there. So we got, we got some years to be able to get some good X-Men movies. Yeah. Well, good. This is a great discussion. Mm-hmm. We had the right two people to talk about it. We're going to end this podcast with a voicemail from our boy Jim, the impersonator extraordinaire. <laughs> the impressionist extraordinaire, not the impersonator. But uh, let's listen to uh, Jim. How you doing, Sith List? Uh, I was recently listening to Canto Bite Dispatch, Cha-Ching. Oh, nice. And Cha-ching. I heard uh, shocking things about Boo. And uh, his oh, 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 okay. Wait for to hear uh, this. His trimming techniques and uh, his uh, yeah, how he doesn't wash his hair uh, in fear of scrubbing away his uh, hair. What? And yeah. the thing that really <laughs> was shocking to me was uh, movies that Pretty Brown has not seen. Who's delightful, by the way? Um, but she hasn't seen just in this one episode. She said she hasn't seen Rocky Horror Picture Show, mm. Groundhog Day, oh. and. Highlander, which I, I'll bet that Boo is on par with uh, close to that. But um, it really, I think that Boo and Brittany should start a new podcast uh, called I Don't Get It. <laughs> and they just review all these movies that That's our 30 plus year people always uh, recommend and say that they're missing out. In the and uh, just hear them talk about, uh, you know, old style movies and references that they do not get. And I was even tempted to stop doing the trailer trash uh, segment or recommending old ass movies because Sith List is very uh, up to date and has their finger. You guys have your fingers on the pulse of today. Yes, and I don't want to keep Jim. on pushing you, you back uh, to this retro shit. But hearing the hit, these twenty uh, somethings that are our future haven't seen these classics, I I have to uh, push again. I want to know if any of you gentlemen have seen Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins. Hell yeah! yeah. The guy oh, that played dad. And, Remo um, Williams. He was in Tremors as well. The main reason I love the movie so much is all the training that he has to go through. I love movies with uh, pretty much vicious training. Uh, the number one movie with that is Jackie Chan's Drunken Master, 1978, not the newer one. Um, but man, I love that old movie. If you guys have ever seen that, it is very impressive. <clears throat> it's one of Jackie Chan's first movies, and uh, he kills it. And the uh, old man, the trains, and just it's so it's fantastic. So if you haven't seen that, definitely put that on your list. Uh, which leads me to my question, which is who would win in a fight? Uh, Jackie Chan in his prime or Bruce Lee in his prime. Ooh. Now, you can only answer this wrong if you answer quickly because it is a good question. Um, you can go with Bruce Lee because he died young. Uh, but, um, man, I'd have to go with Jackie Chan. I, I know that that's probably a little controversial, but um, King Tom's not happy <laughs> if they were in the room together and they were in a fight, it'd be a great fight. 
if there was a ladder in the room, Bruce Lee is fucked. <laughs> anyway, you gentlemen have a great evening. Well, thank you, buddy. Um, while you were speaking during that voicemail, Jim, King Tom looked very upset. Because I think King Tom has a different opinion on who would win that. And I think Eric does, too. So I'm going to go with these two fine young gentlemen. King Tom, you first. What you say about this? Bruce Lee all the way. Mm, okay. Even if there was a ladder in the room? Even if they, I don't think Jackie would make it to the ladder. Oh, damn. Eric Struthers? <laughs> I was going to make a similar statement, King Tom, and I'm glad that you said that. Here's the deal, man. Bruce Lee, he he operated on another level. Like his, his I, and I know, I, I'm pretty sure I've talked about this on here. Mm-hmm. Find the video of him striking kitchen matches yep. with yeah. a pair of nunchucks. And I mean, they show it like slow motion and close up. It's not r- lucky random gets. He is grazing the heads of the matches to light him. The guy, his kinetics and physiology, he is, he, it's his brain works like the matrix. His brain worked like the matrix. And honestly, man, I would bet that, I don't know Jackie Chan personally, but I've seen interviews of him. I've seen what this guy's athleticism is amazing, but it's also his personality is too. And I bet he would probably tell you, no, there's no way I can yeah, beat so Bruce Lee. Yeah, I was thinking he would say the same thing. Yeah, that's uh wow. He said and he would say if there was a ladder in the room, I'd use it to climb the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or like I hit him, just like hold hit him with Bruce it. off like get away from me. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's funny. Whatever happened here, this is this is not how we're supposed to handle this. That's like funny. in all honesty, yeah. I, wasn't there a rumor or isn't it a fact that they had to speed the cameras up for Bruce Lee? No, they he they, was they they had to slow them down so you could actually yeah. see what he was doing. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's yeah. what it was cuz that's how fast he was. Yep. Yeah. Uh, choreographed stunt wise and like running through and utilizing the environment. Yeah, Jackie Chan has the advantage if that is the case. But a straight up brawl, Kumite style beat down, like you're gonna get ringed out or knocked out or submitted, or you're gonna die. Yeah, Bruce Lee's taking it for sure. There's no room. I agree. First of all, sorry, Jim, I gotta blow that whole thing up. There's no room if these two are fighting. They're gonna fight a traditional match and they're gonna stand on a ring. And there's going to be edges and it's going to be legit whoosh, like you legit kung fu. Like they're going to go like the for video it. game that Eric was talking about a couple of episodes ago. Fight! And that, be like, <laughs> karate, that's, champ. karate champ. Karate champ. That's oh, right. And point. they're going to go for it. And if you want to, if anything, Jackie Chan would more than likely say that. I would think Jet Li or Donnie Yen would give Bruce Lee a better run. Ooh, Donnie Yang. It's full circle. For sure. Mm-hmm. I full think circle. either of those two would give him a better run. But ultimately, yeah, Bruce Lee is more than likely whooping all their asses. And also, definitely remember that movie, Remo Williams. Oh, for sure. Uh, Remo Williams. I, I wouldn't even do a trailer trash on Remo Williams because I respect that movie no, so No, there's no reason to. Yeah. yeah no, the trailer might be great, really bad. Man. That movie made me want to be like some kind of stealth master of some type, dude. That you are a stealth awesome, master. Dude. I tried. Yeah, the way you scared a rush when you walked into here, you are. <laughs> you beat the beaties, dude. <laughs> We're doing it. Well, thank you, Jim. We really appreciate it, man. Appreciate your voicemails. Epic every time. And I think that wraps it up tonight, guys. I think we have a pretty shitty episode, but we really appreciate you guys listening like we always do. And thank you. 
And uh, let's go uh, with the king of all pods first, Mr. King Tom. I know you've done some stuff with Steel lately and yeah. done some stuff with Blue Harvest lately. Can you please let people know where they can listen to you? And, and uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tom Chansky on Twitter. And then I do shows for the Steel Wars Patreon, the Blue Harvest Patreon, and the Bad Motivators Patreon. And, if and we here do a Patreon, on the Sith list. And if we do a Patreon here, King Tom. Mm-hmm. He'll get all the money. <laughs> you better be doing one for us, too. <laughs> sure. Thank you, buddy. Mr. X Crothers, where can people listen to you being the bad, baddest motivator of them all? Check me out on my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, where we talk about Star Wars and mostly Star Wars. I, no, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strahler. See what I got going on music wise, podcast wise and otherwise. Check him out on Throw the Horns on YouTube. Fantastic. Be a groupie. Be a groper. Oh, Mr. Clark Gable. <laughs> wait, wait. Hold on. Oh, God. I was hoping we'd roll. Wait over a minute. That. I was hoping we'd, we just I was like, thank you for rolling. Over that. Back Fuck. the truck up to the shower. Jim said that uh, uh, on Canto by Dispatch. Mm-hmm. With, with this is the episode with uh, Chris Fresh, yes. With Chris yes. Fresh, our boy, so, our, our buddy. So Chris that's Fresh. why it was brought up, yes. We need to get Chris Fresh back over here. We do. What the fuck are they talking about? You don't wash your hair? Uh, what is it? Well, no, I, I do wash my hair. I, I, I rinse my hair out on a daily basis to do my hair and in the shower and things like that. But I don't use uh, shampoo or conditioner because uh, those have certain chemicals. Like, oh, when I do my hair as well, I don't use hot water because that's not good for the, the follicles and things like that. Right. So, and then also the soap. Some of those soaps can clog up your pores, which uh, stops hair from growing as well. So you're, you're just worried about the hair loss. Yeah, I'm trying, to, I'm trying to stop as much hair loss as I can get, which I, I think I either I'm lucky and I haven't lost all of it yet or I've slowed it down or stopped it. I don't know, but I'm just happy I have some hair. Like like Britney's hair, she rarely she wow. would just let it grow and grow and grow. Britney's got like yeah. she can sell her hair. She could, yeah. Beautiful red locks. Okay. Did you wash your hair? I think was the question. Did of course, you, yes, sir. I wash my hair. Um, yeah. I try to do it every other day, but it typically ends up being about an average of every one and a half days, based on the other stuff that goes on. So this is great content. Mm-hmm. Where can people find your hair on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> you can find me at the Sith Lisboo. Mr. Crunch Crunch is happy because he got X-Men comics. Where can people find you? I'm on Twitter. My boring self is on Twitter at uh, LessonMore78. That's it. There's a lot of crazy stuff going on Twitter lately. We'll just leave it at that. You can find me at the Sith List. Check us out at any time. And we really appreciate you listening to this episode. Catch us next week on episode number 164 of... The Sith List.
Play with me 